What's up, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of the Resilient Body Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Arnika, the not-so-typical chiropractor, and today we're going to talk about text-neck syndrome. I know you've probably heard of it, but we're going to go into more detail today about exactly what it is, some things that we can help you start relieving that, and give you some exercises and some tips at the end that you can start using and implementing into your daily movement practices, all right? So... What exactly is Tex-Neck syndrome? So I'm going to add in there that Tex-Neck can also apply to computer screens, laptops, as we're looking down, as that screen is below our eye level, and we're constantly in this forward flexion or hunched over position where our head is looking down about 30 to 45 degrees from us texting, looking down at our phone, from us doing computer work, maybe from us sitting on our laptop, on the couch, looking down, that is all Tex-Neck's. Did you know that your head weighs about 10 to 12 pounds? When I tell someone this, their mind is blown. But maybe I think they think it's that heavy because while I'm holding someone's head in my hands about to do some soft tissue work and then some adjustment, they're always trying to help me because they feel like their head is freaking heavy. And you're right, it is. Now, I'm not worried about it. I trained for this shit. I can hold a 10 to 12 pound head. That's what we do this for. But when you're constantly looking down, that 10 to 12 pounds increases and the more that you're looking down about that 30 to 45 degrees as you're looking down at your phone you're putting about 50 to 60 pounds of force on your neck now over time that's how we get a lot of degeneration stuff happening that's how we get a lot of forward head carriage that's how we get a lot of neck pain shoulder knots this is a huge thing a huge epidemic that is causing so many problems in the body over time So I'm going to talk to you about some ways that you can help deal with that. Now, one way that you can know that you are experiencing or uh, maybe have Tex-Neck syndrome is you may be experiencing some things like tension headaches. Those headaches are the ones that start literally in the back of your skull, right underneath your skull, and they sometimes radiate over top of your head and sometimes into the top of your eyeball. Those are tension headaches. They start at the base of your skull because we're constantly looking down and those muscles that are meant to legit hold our head on top of our neck, you know, are being in this constant stretched motion. So eventually they create tension and stiffness trying to protect the body from being so unstable and literally your head from falling over. Those are what tension headaches cause. Underneath there is a nerve. You heard about pinched nerves. Pinched nerves could be anywhere in the body. We have so many nerves. So that nerve can be pinched underneath these muscles, and hence that's what causes our headaches. It's a neurological reaction, and that's because of this pinched nerve being in that occipital or what you know as those muscles that are literally at the base of your skull. If you have those nagging or sharp pains in your neck and going down into your shoulder blades, this could be a reason why. Text next could be a reason why. We're constantly looking down. We're constantly looking forward. And we mentioned nerves. When you think sharp pain, think nerve. Eventually what happens are those muscles that are in the front of our neck, those deep neck flexors, those muscles that are meant to hold our neck up erect and straight, end up being inhibited or end up just not doing their job. 
That's because we're constantly looking down and putting them in this short motion. They don't have time to engage. They don't have the ability to engage. They're never placed in a position where they actually have to hold their weight because they're always in this shortened position. Those muscles in the back of our body that run up between our shoulder blades and actually go up into the base of our skull, up that neck, that is where those shoulder knots you feel like are so freaking tight that you've been constantly digging into them and they're never going away. Actually, those muscles are in constant elongation. They're constantly stretched out. And because they're stretched out, they are taut. And because they're taut, they don't have the ability to engage as well as they should. They're too stretched out. We're looking down. We're elongating that muscle every freaking day. So we actually have to learn how to engage some muscles like that, activate some muscles like that, instead of constantly digging in. Yes, we need to break up some adhesions. Yes, we need to get more blood flow to that area. But there's better ways to do it. And we can also, in addition to digging in if you want to, there are some movements, some exercises, some activation movements that you can do to help engage and help start training the upper back you can start experiencing some difficulty breathing meaning maybe you feel like you can't get a big enough deep breath in maybe you're noticing that you're taking shorter breaths when we're not using our diaphragm then we start using our neck muscles those muscles that are meant to hold our neck up those muscles at the top of our shoulders that feel hella tight that are actually meant to help us bring our shoulders our shoulder blades back those muscles are used for breathing because you're breathing with your chest, you're raising up your shoulders. When you get tense and you're stressed out, those shoulders, those traps start to elevate or come up towards our ears. Those muscles are the muscles that you're using to breathe. And those are also our posture muscles. So if you're not breathing properly with your diaphragm and you're using those secondary muscles, which are also postural muscles, they're not even doing their first job because they're doing their secondary job where they're just supposed to assist them. But instead of, they're helping you breathe, they're helping you bring those shoulders up, they're constantly tight and our diaphragm isn't holding up its weight so if you have an experience in breathing if you notice you're more of a chest breather then maybe you also notice that you're having more of those nagging or sharp pains in the shoulder more of those shoulder knots and you're a person that sits at their desk for long periods of time you notice that your screen is below your eye level because you're constantly looking down you're that person sitting down looking down at your phone these are some things you can be experiencing those stiff neck difficulty breathing that sharp pain between that neck and shoulder shoulder knots tension headaches also, tingling down the arms into the hands. I know that at times when we think about tingling into the hands or numbness, we instantly think like carpal tunnel, right? If you sit at the desk for more than, you know, not even more than, if you sit at the desk for hours, if you're sitting in that same wrist position typing on that computer for hours, eventually those muscles that are in the palm of our hand up into our elbow, our forearm, start to get hella tight. And because of that, and there's nerves that run through there, we can get some pinched nerves in that area, and then we can also get that numbness and tingling. But we have to address where those nerves come from. And this is one of the biggest reasons why I'm really big on where that pain is or where the issue that you're dealing with it is may not be where the problem is. That's why we have to address the root cause. We have to find the root cause. So, even though we may be experiencing numbness and tingling in our hand, it's coming, possibly coming from our neck. Our nerves, the nerve roots come out of our neck. And if our neck is in this constant bend, bended motion, this constant flexion motion, looking down at our phone, we're putting more pressure on our nerves because we're putting more pressure on our discs. Think about that 50 to 60 pounds more force we talked about on our spine. 
our nerves sit in between each one of those bones in our spine. And the more compression we put on it, the less room those nerves have. So text neck can be causing some of that numbness and tingling going down. And that's why we have to address those on those neck symptoms. Last but not least, and this is so serious. One of the things I get a lot from clients is they don't want to have that humpback or they feel like they're starting to develop a humpback. Now, when I say humpback, I mean right at kind of the base of your neck, right where your neck meets your upper back. Some people start experiencing they may feel harder there or tension there or a bit of a hump starting to develop there. And I get a lot of women who tell me, just help me so I don't develop a humpback. I do not want to have this humpback, hunchback. And I'm like, okay, cool. We can definitely work on the muscles around that. We can definitely do what we need to do. But however, a lot of that's going to come from the movements and the things and the positions that you are doing on your daily basis. If you are constantly working at your desk for eight to 10 hours, not taking movement breaks, not getting up, if your screen's not at your eye level, so you're not looking down all day, then what we do in the office is not going to make that much of a change long term. It will only help short term if you're not doing the things you need to do and changing how you're sitting at your desk throughout the day, changing how you're texting on your phone, changing how you're sitting on the couch. These things are what positions your body spend the most time in. And if those don't change, then some of those things that you've experiencing, like tension headaches, the shoulder knots, the numbness and tingling are not going to go away. So in order to help with same things like humpbacks, we have to sit in better positions. We have to move our body more. And we have to know that we have to be disciplined in our daily life in order to not let that happen. I know those neck and shoulders feel super tight and they feel like we constantly need to dig into them all the time and that we constantly need to stretch them. But we actually need to do some activation, some engaging of some muscles, and we also need to do some mobilization of some things. So let's talk about the things you need to mobilize and some things you need to engage. Our posture muscles. So our deep neck flexors, which are the muscles in the front of our neck, are meant to hold our head up as much as we can to get our ears over our shoulders. I know that at times the front of our neck feels tight, but we need to learn how to engage those muscles And that's something that we do with clients and I provide them some movements such like double chin. I teach them how to double chin and how to bring their head back over their shoulders. And they feel a little bit of tension, a little bit of stretching, something different feeling that they're feeling in the front of their neck. But they know that this is what it feels like to engage and activate these neck muscles that have been constantly in this short position from looking down. Another thing we need to activate are our muscles called our rhomboids. These muscles sit in between our shoulder blades. They help us bring our shoulder blades closer together, which means it helps us stand more erect. And also, this is one of the muscles that are sometimes affected when you feel those shoulder knots being built up underneath your shoulder blade that you're like, I just feel like I can't get to this. Those are our rhomboids. Now, we do have a little adhesion, some tightness going on because so many muscles cross over in that spot. But... Nine times out of 10, those muscles need to be activated. Those muscles need to be engaged. So certain movements like W's, and I'll tag all these into the notes, but certain movements that involve us bringing our shoulder blades back together. So W's, Y's, T's, those who like to row. So any type of rowing movements, movements that involve pulling movements are movements that help activate and engage those muscles, those rhomboids muscles, which helps us in our postures and helps with those shoulder knots. Last but not least, we have this other muscle called our serratus anterior. It kind of sits underneath 
are Chardonnay. When I say underneath, I mean below. For those who I've been uh, digging into those armpits, the one that you don't like as much, yeah, that's that muscle, that serratus anterior. And one of the movements that I provide to help engage that is we have to be able to move our shoulder blades in all directions. Our shoulder blades can come forward, they can come backwards, they can roll forward, up, and they can also come down. And the serratus anterior has to be able to move to allow your shoulder to be in whatever position it needs to be in order to stabilize your shoulder. So something I provide clients are serratus anterior push-ups. And I'll make sure I tag it in the notes, but that is a push-up that doesn't involve bending your elbows. And what we're doing is dropping our chest to the floor and bringing our shoulder blades together as much as we can, and then pushing up and bringing our shoulder blades back. And doing that motion our goal is just to move our shoulder blades around. And in doing that, we're actually using and activating our serratus anterior. So that's something that you can help when you say that you can't reach or dig enough into those shoulder blades underneath to get that shoulder knot. Actually, how about we just move the muscle and move the shoulder blade around that adhesion and you'll see how much better, better how much better that feels. Now, let's move on to the muscles that need to be stretched. So some of the tightest muscles we see are our pecs. We have to stretch these out. All of that forward posture, all that hunched overness. Yes, I totally just rendered that word. We have to stretch them out. So if that means that you have to hit a doorway stretch, which I mentioned I tag into the office notes, if you have to hit a stretch in the doorway on the wall to open up those pecs, anything that combats that position, if you've been sitting hunched over for a long period of time and combats it by opening up, that's what you need to do. So some type of movement to help stretch out and elongate those pecs. We can use a stretch. We can also use a lacrosse cross ball will be pin and stretch that pec and move our arm around so we have to stretch out our pecs which is going to allow us to bring those shoulder blades together everything works together so if our front is too tight and it's pulling us forward then it makes it hella hard to engage and activate the muscles in the back so make sure you're working on the reciprocal muscles as well our upper traps those muscles on the top of our shoulders that feel super tight we're constantly being wanting to be digged into and when we feel that stress or tension sometimes that's the muscle that raises those shoulders to our ears that upper trap needs to be stretched out we can use a lacrosse ball for that that's honestly my favorite thing to do we the trap stretches that you've seen are helpful they're better than nothing but we need something that's going to help push into that trigger point, push into that soft tissue and allow you to move your arm around it. So using a trigger ball, using a, sorry, using a lacrosse ball up against a wall or even on the floor and moving your arm around is the best way to help mobilize and stretch out that upper trap. Last but not least, there is a muscle that runs from the base of your skull where you have those tension headaches. I'm Yep, down to your shoulder blade. And that is also another muscle that is involved in those shoulder knots. When you have the stress, the tension that raises our shoulders up towards our ears and it sometimes gives us a crink in our neck, we have to stretch out this muscle or the latest trap. Best way to do that, use a, use a lacrosse ball up against the wall on the floor, pin that part of the muscle and move your arm around. The best way to mobilize something is to put a force or put a lacrosse ball, if you're doing ART, put my thumb in that area and have you move your arm around it so you are moving the muscle while you're pinning on that spot. Get some blood flow there, get some adhesions breaking up, get stuff moving. I will tag all of these exercises into the show notes. I want to leave you all with a couple of tips that you can start implementing right now as you're listening to this podcast. 
in your everyday routine. One, double chin. Now, like I let you know, I'm going to tag uh, what exactly a double chin is because I'm going to give you a double chin exercise on there. But practicing double chin, bringing that head back over your shoulders and holding it there as long as you can. It will take a lot of muscle strength. You will notice that, man, the front of my neck feels like, whew, this feels like a lot of effort. So start slow. Start with doing that for 10 seconds and then work your way up. But throughout the day, remember, like, am I double chinning? And there is my ears over my shoulders. And if not, put yourself in that position. Next, bring your screens up to your eye level. That includes your laptops. That includes your desktops. That includes your phone. People definitely look at me weird in public because if I'm sitting down anywhere and I'm on my phone, my phone is up to my face because I don't want to sit in that position. Now, I would be lying if sometimes I don't catch myself in that hunchback position looking over. But when as soon as I'm aware, I get up and I bring my phone up to my eye level. So bringing your screens up to your eye level will help so much. Avoid as much time as you can sitting in that hunchover position. If you notice you're having pretty poor posture today, get up and move. Get up and move your body. And you can also work. Last but not least, breathing. We have to be better at breathing from our diaphragm instead of breathing with those posture muscles that we're using, which are bringing our shoulders up into our ears. The more that we get better with breathing with our diaphragm, the less we will be using those muscles, and the more you'll see the shoulder knots start to go away, you see those tension headaches start to go away, and you notice that you can actually move your upper body a lot more. So I know today's episode was a little bit longer than usual, but Tex-Nex is a real thing happening right now, and people aren't really being aware of it and they're not really doing anything about it. So I wanted to provide as much information as I can about it and provide you as many things as I can to help you start implementing this into your daily routine. As always, my goal is to help you move better, feel better, and be resilient. Holler at you guys on the next episode.